Welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network, coming to you from the TeacherCast studios since 2011. Join us each week as we bring you the latest educational news, edtech updates, and hottest interviews with today's most influential leaders in education. And now, for your host, Jeff Bradbury. everybody and welcome to digital learning today my name is jeff bradbury and welcome to a brand new podcast from the teacher cast educational network each week we're going to be sitting down with educational leaders content creators from both in and out of the classroom to help you learn how to bring the best digital standards and the best digital skills into your classrooms we got some great episodes coming up i'm so glad that you're here you can of course find out more information about this show by heading over to teachercast.net and of course you can like and subscribe to this show wherever you find your podcasts on spotify on apple podcasts on google podcasts wherever you are with your podcasting teachercast has been there for you for the last 12 and a half years and i want to take a moment today to say thank you so much for making teachercast your home for professional development. If you are making your way down to Florida this week for FETC, I hope to see you. Please feel free to reach out and find me in the hallways. We're also doing a session on Friday at 10.30, a two and a half hour coaches workshop session called Edu Productivity Tips for the way too busy instructional coach. But that doesn't mean you have to be a coach to, to be there. We would love to have you show up there. Two hours of learning about data dashboards and systems and spreadsheets. Oh, it is going to be absolutely fun and exciting. So we hope to see you there at FETC. If you can't make it to the conference this year, don't worry. There's a lot more coverage of FETC from TeacherCast. We have a brand new episode of Ask the Tech Coach that just recently released over at askthetechcoach.com with our friends Sue Vincent and Gabriel Carrillo. Both of them are going to be at the conference and doing presentations. Gabriel and I are also going to be there doing some podcasting, meeting some friends. Also coming up over on the Jeff Bradbury podcast, we're going to be having an interview with Adam Bello, an amazing educator, often featured here on TeacherCast, and also the founder and creator of Breakout EDU. Going to be talking about some of the sessions that he's doing and how you can take advantage of Breakout EDU in your classrooms this year. My guest today is looking forward to hosting one of the largest educational conferences on the planet in just a few days. The FETC conference, the Future of Education Technology Conference is going to be happening on January 23rd through 26th at the Orange County Convention Center. I'm thrilled to have on the show today my good friend Jennifer Womble. Jen, how are you? Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me, Jeff. I am thrilled. Yes, we are 14 days away from being in Orlando, and I cannot wait to share a little sunshine and a whole lot of education technology with a big crowd. There are so many educators out there that are looking forward to merging on Florida. You know, we talk about FETC being one of the largest conferences. How many people are we looking forward to, to meet, meeting at this year's conference? Well, you know, coming back to Florida is dreamy. We're so happy to be here. This is our 44th annual FETC, and of those, 42 of them have been in Florida. So, you know, it feels like home, and we're so excited. I'll have to tell you, first of all, I'm so surprised at how many EdTech companies are coming because we have seen since, you know, post-COVID, 
an explosion of new technology solutions. And then also with all the artificial intelligence or as they call it, magic additions. Um, so many people. So we're looking at almost 500 companies this year on the show floor. So you can imagine all of their staffs. And then we've got um, some added tracks this year. So we attracted more special education. We also are in partnership with District Administration Magazine. So we have an amazing array of district strategic decision makers. So, you know, really we're looking at, you know, already I think we're thinking seven to 10,000 um, on opening day. And then we also get incredible walk-in traffic. As you might know, Orlando is actually four school districts, um, you know, top three in the country in size. So we get a lot of traffic from folks. Our expo hall is actually a free pass. So we have people who come after school, they come on teacher planning half days that are happening that week. And so we, it's really hard to tell, but you know, I always like to stay safe with 10,000 because people are coming and going, they're here one day, not the next. So, um, so it, it is a big crowd, but I think what's most important is the thing we do with FETC is try to make it feel small because we're trying to build communities among people who are looking for particular solutions to kind of personalize their learning. I love that idea of building communities, you know, and as an educator, we talk constantly about finding your tribe, finding those groups, finding that pathway to go find uh, exactly what you need to bring back to your district. And, and FETC is one of those conferences that, of course, is happening during the school year. So in order to be there, you have to ask permission to be there. Why would an educator want to attend a conference such as FETC? What do you hope that educators take away from this year's conference? Absolutely. And, and if there isn't value, then we shouldn't be leaving the classroom. So I completely agree. One of the things I will say, January midway through the year and what we've seen with looking at the retention issues among teaching, um, not just teachers, but also school leaders and district leaders, is that we need some revitalization halfway through the year. We need to reboot ourselves um, mentally with our relationships. Then also we need to reboot our teaching. Um, we need to, and also this year I'll have to say, um, originally FETC used to be a March event and it used to fall around people's spring breaks, come to Florida. Then there was so much testing, it was moved into January about 20 years ago. And the companies love it because they have brand new products coming to market and a lot of new additions. So the way that we can help school districts look at what they could be buying in that spring cycle for the next year is to introduce it to them early. And then also, as we're looking at each professional teacher, as you've gone through this year, what's working, what's not working. A lot of times over this December break, we're reflecting hopefully on our year and on how our teaching is going, how our leadership is going. And now you might have some fresh goals that you're looking at in your professional development. So this is a chance to get inspired, to get some ideas, to re-energize yourself, uh, to make some connections for projects you wanna work on, also to build skills. We have a growing number of teachers who it's more valuable to take a few days away from school to learn how to do stuff in a safe environment with experts leading the way that they can go back and implement it immediately. So the value, kind of the ROI of the PD is what's implemented right away. So my goal in planning sessions is I am really looking to curate content where educators can grab hold of it, get back in that school and implement immediately, and also have made some connections that 
once they start to do it, they're not on their own. They have connections from around the country that they're saying, hey, how this work and how this work. And now we're, we're moving forward together in kind of a more global way. So you do, it does take a lot of work getting that purchase order approved and getting all those signatures. You know, in many states, people need those professional development credits. But more importantly, I think it's for the individual to make those networking connections, to get revitalized, to reunite that passion for teaching again. Um, there's nothing more exciting than being in a room full of people who love what they do. And that is what you find at FETC. And that will definitely carry you through the spring and into the summer, thinking about ways you can continuously improve that teaching and learning. One of the things that I admire the most about the conference being where it is right it's always around that super bowl weekend area give or take a week or so is it is the opportunity to see what's out there meet those people that are that are doing these things and then immediately go forward i mean we all love the conferences that happen in june and july but now you've got the summertime to wait this is an opportunity to go and learn and find and, and grab and, and tweet and all those other things. And then tomorrow I'm going to implement it or tomorrow I'm going to go home and do PD on it and test it out. I urge anybody out there, take advantage of all the stuff that's going on. Jen, if we want to follow the con the conference, what are the hashtags that we should be following? What are some of the social accounts that we should be taking a, a look at over the next few weeks here? Yeah, absolutely. So one unique thing FETC does is every year we only use hashtag FETC. So originally that was because we were trying to keep it short and sweet um, and not add the year, but also it was easy to find. So on Twitter, we are at FETC. We hashtag FETC. On Instagram, it's National FETC. And on LinkedIn, which has been amazingly a growing platform among educators and leaders, um, we're definitely um, the future of Education Technology Conference. So FETC, and we have a group on all those platforms. Facebook has a very active group. I was just seeing today, people are talking about getting hotels and carpooling and things. So there's lots of ways that people are connecting um, throughout the year on these social media. But also, I like that we just use FETC because when you search it, you can find what you're looking for. And it's just really easy to tag things. And one of the things that we can do by following those hashtags is check out all of the great resources that are out there. I'm already seeing, you know, we had a, a Gabriel on our show recently. He's doing his food tour of, of <laughs> Orlando, looking forward to doing all of that stuff. But I mean, this is an opportunity for presenters and educators who are there to really take those notes, share out, take pictures, share out, and really not, you know, really build a network of people who are not just at the conference for that few days, yeah. but really to share it with their global community. Yeah. That's got to be one of the best things I think about heading that to these <laughs> conferences is just seeing all that stuff because maybe you can't make these conferences, but you can still feel a part of it and you can still attend some of these sessions virtually. Yeah, what's really interesting, um, people will ask me this time of year, like, are you getting stressed out? You know, there's 600 speakers and all these things are happening and details. And the reality is no, because for me, this is like, my Super Bowl or my Christmas or my, you know, it's something I work towards all year. And then it is literally the best gift. My favorite time to be at FETC is the um, very opening of the registration desk on Tuesday morning because people come in and they will just start hugging each other and running towards each other like they haven't seen them in years. And they are so excited just to see each other and to be in a place where they are like safe to learn and safe to share. And they're, you know, just excited, you know, as humans, 
we were born to learn. Like if you didn't ever think that if you watch any game show, everybody's cheering when they get the right answer. Everybody wants to know things. Everybody, you know, we have this human, you know, desire to learn. And when you're doing it in a group setting, you have this special emotional bond with people. So yeah, we see people come every, sometimes as you know, in a school district, you might only get to go to one conference a year or one every few years, you have to save up. But you know, there's people who've been to FETC over 20 years now and they will come back year after year and it is really exciting. And I will say there's one session you definitely don't wanna miss. Um, we started a few years ago just trying to help people find those communities. You were talking about building your tribe. So we offer an orientation session for each track individually um, on Wednesday, where you can go to the people who are in your most similar role, whether it's coaches or library media specialists or administrators, you know, educators, um, whatever it is, and you can meet with those people. And so those sessions are led by our featured speakers, and they basically tell the audience how to get the most out of the conference how to meet people in their group. They let them network among themselves. And so then you kind of start the conference with a tribe of your own so that as you're going through the um, event, you'll see people you know, and you have those contacts. So we're really trying to help build that network as well. You had mentioned that there's 600 or so participants that are going to be presenting here. How does anybody come up with a game plan to see it all, do it all, bring it back all, What's your advice for somebody who's going to walk into this huge mega conference center and just their eyes are going to pop out? That's exactly what happened. And that's what happened to me the first time I went to FETC, even before I presented many years ago uh, in the 1990s. So um, that is exactly. So one thing is the mobile app is already up and the planner on there. So when you can go in the mobile app, you use your badge ID to get in there and you're building your planner, which you can also do online on your laptop if that's easier on your mobile app. And I would keyword search things you're of interest in. So what is your professional, you know, what are your learning goals professionally for yourself? Do you wanna learn more about artificial intelligence? Do you wanna learn more about wellness? You know, do you have a new special education initiative? Whatever it is, kind of start out with a keyword search and it will pull up all the sessions and workshops and speakers that are available. And you can star those and it'll add it to your planner. So then you've kind of narrowed down the things you're targeting before you arrive. You definitely want to hit the keynotes, the big keynotes, because that's where we get the overarching themes. And we're bringing in some of the greatest speakers from around the world this year. You just don't want to miss those. And then another thing we're doing this year is we're introducing some ways to help people become more comfortable um, with situations like the expo hall. So when you walk in, especially, I think you described that perfectly, an expo hall that has you know, almost 500 companies in a building that's a mile across. Um, so this year we're doing expo hall tours. So some of our featured speakers are saying, hey, here's my 10 favorite booths, my 10 favorite products. Come on a tour with me and I'll show you how to do it. And I'll show you how to go on the floor. So we're trying some different things to help people feel more comfortable in the space um, and to get acclimated. There's always the new at FETC session, which I'll lead on opening day and go over all the things for people who are first time at FETC as well. Um, but definitely wear your sneakers and try to have a little bit of a plan, like what kind of companies you're looking for, what kind of content, what kind of sessions to help narrow that search. There's always people who will pick just, they'll keyword search their favorite speakers and you can search by speakers as well. Um, and you can follow those speakers. 
uh, we find most of the time people will look for the topic or the speaker to make those decisions. But um, we have an enormous range of people this year. You can't possibly see it all. I honestly think that's why it's better to bring a team so you can kind of tag team things. But we have to give enough choices so that there's something for everyone. So sometimes you have to make some decisions, but um, but they're all good ones. You certainly have a lot of conference tracks. I'm seeing assistive technology, campus leader, coaching, uh, educator, library media specialist, lots of things to do and look around. I want to talk a little bit about an event that you guys are holding on the 18th of uh, Fe- of January here, Thursday, the 18th at 4 p.m. I, 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 you rarely see this, but you're doing a whole webinar for the conference to get people ready, to get people excited. How do we learn more about that? And what are you going to be talking about during this webinar? Sure. So um, on the 18th, we're going to do a webinar with some of our um, featured speakers, and we're going to talk about exactly this. How are you intentional about attending FETC? So I think the way we can get the most out of it is to start um, planning before we arrive. So I've got some speakers who are gonna talk about how to pick the best sessions to meet your needs, how to pick the best booths to visit. Also, we're gonna talk about and highlight some of the new things we're doing this year. So we have an immersive experience. Jamie Donnelly will be talking about the AR VR experience. Kevin Renneman's going to be talking about the immersive 3D printing experience. So each person is going to kind of fill you in from their perspective of being at the event and kind of give some tips and give a preview of what's to come. We, we don't want to unveil all the secrets because we're building, you know, some curiosity into what we're doing. Um, but we definitely want people to be really intentional and understand when they get there. Where can I go? What can I do? What's available? There's some brand new things this year. We are providing lunch for everybody on Thursday. So where are you go, where do you go and eat? Where do you get your food? Where can you sit and connect with people? So all these things that are new and exciting, we want to tell attendees up front so that when they get there, they can take full advantage. You know, where do I go and get my free mug? Where do I get my T-shirt? You know, is, is it open bar, the reception? Yes. You know, so we want to be able to kind of fill people in on um, all the things like, as if you were a veteran when you arrive, so you know what to do when you get there. That is such an amazing experience that you're setting up for 10,000 of your closest (laughs) friends here. Uh, I got to take a step back here because we get this question a lot, and this is a good time to ask you, when do you start planning for next year? What does that look like? What does that meeting look like? I mean, are you already planning for the following year? Like, when when does this, this... machine start to roll? <laughs> so we're actually planned out through FETC 3035, 2035. So we, um, so for some things that you have to buy, like we buy all of the internet and we use all of the space. So for some of those things, you've got to book pretty early in the event um, industry. So we're definitely, you can see on our webpage, we're planned out, you know, into the 2030s. Um, But we definitely get a lot of feedback from attendees. So my primary goal is to make sure that I am delivering content that meets the needs of attendees. So we do a lot of, you know, throughout the year, we're doing surveys um, in our superintendent groups, and we're doing surveys with our attendees about content that they need. What does just-in-time learning look like for them? What are their goals? Because we're trying to build um, you know, a schedule where there's something that fits these needs. We don't want this just to be 
we're saying this is what's important right now. It needs to be delivering content that people need in districts. So what are we hearing right now? They need classroom management. They need literacy skills. Teachers who haven't had to teach reading in a long time are now having to because we've got some deficiencies in students since um, COVID. So we're getting some requests for things that we're trying to build a schedule around. We have increased number of students in special education. So we're delivering a lot more content in that track with assistive technology this year. So what we do is constantly in flux because we're trying to meet the needs of attendees. But we'll open the call for paper in March and we start building the schedule all throughout the summer and into the fall. But we always leave room in the fall for some new additions um, and the things that are coming out that are fast and furious. I'll tell you, there's going to be some very interesting announcements um, oh. on the show floor about the future of textbooks and artificial intelligence. Um, things we didn't even know were possible three or four months ago. Are, are there any announcements that you want to make here on the show? Is that what you're trying to say here? You want to, you, you want to <laughs> well, unfortunately, they're knowledge? not my announcements, but um, but there's going to be some pretty exciting things that are happening. I mean, you know, when I began teaching many, many years ago, I, we could only dream of a day where you could auto grade responses. I mean, I remember thinking if I could just get this done faster, or if I could just spend more time with my students. And now we finally have technologies in a position where teachers can have personal assistance like Merlin. We have, we're in a new position where we're getting content in different ways. So there's some really exciting things that are happening that we've kind of been waiting a very long time to come to fruition. And finally, those pieces, I think I just read recently that in the, especially in the startup area, um, since before and after COVID, there's like 1800 more startups who are focused just on ed tech. And they're trying to solve very specific issues and very specific problems. So we're in a really exciting time. There's a lot of things out there that can make teaching very enjoyable. I remember the first time I got CurryPod um, demoed to me last year, I go, oh, my God, I would go back to the classroom tomorrow to get to use this because it's so fun and so engaging. So there's a lot of excitement around what's happening in technology that can really reinvigorate the classroom and teachers, I think. The website, of course, is FETC.org. And I know you had mentioned, again, 600 sessions. The best one, I think, by far is happening on Friday at 1030. We're doing a session called Edu Productivity Tips for the Way Too Busy Instructional Coach. If you're out there and you don't have to be a coach to come to our session, but if you are somebody out there who's got a lot of stuff going on and you are just going crazy from teacher to teacher to administrator to administrator, multiple buildings, you don't know how to handle it all, or maybe you're a new coach or you're just looking to figure out how do I go home when the bell rings to spend more time <laughs> with your family? Check it all out. We're going to be doing a two-hour workshop. I've been working on it all this week. We're looking forward to doing it. We're going to talk about data. We're going to talk about how to collect different things. We're going to talk about how to spend more time with your teachers and most importantly, we're going to be teaching you how to build the systems that you need to have a successful instructional coaching program. So if you're an instructional coach or digital learning leader, check it out Friday at 1030. Jen, do you have, other than mine, of course, do you have a favorite session that you're looking forward to? I would say there's a few interesting things this year that I want to try. First of all, I'm really interested in learning more about automation and how I can automate tasks. So uh, there's some sessions I, I want to go to and kind of um, carve out, but I definitely want to try. I don't know if you've heard of this eSport, Haddo, but we're going to have a Haddo court 
for the first time in, in the United States at our conference. So Hado is a Japanese esport that they basically you're wearing a VR mask, but you're throwing fireball. So imagine dodgeball, but in the technology age. And so we're going to have a live court where we can play. Um, I think one of the most essential things that we can do is to learn from experts, but also to practice it ourselves. And I think the FETC is a place where people can try things. They can have some experiences. And that is what, when you go back to the school, that's what makes you go, okay, we can do this. You know, we can try some new things. And I think that um, that Haddo Court is just an example of also we've got to make learning fun again. We've got to bring back the curiosity and the creativity and the fun. So that's one thing that I hope at FETC is that what you hear in the hallways is the most conversation that could possibly happen because we do have a hashtag it happens in the hallways because I think a lot yeah. of what you learn is from the people you meet in sessions and then you keep that conversation going but also that there's laughter and that, you know, it's music and it's fun because that's what learning is. We, we all started out learning in, in that kind of a way and we should continue that as adult learners as well. I, I think one of the things that I was look forward to is, you know, even though it's called Future of Education Technology Conference, it's not a tech conference, right? It's a networking conference. It's a way to get revitalized to get rejuvenated with everything it's a way to meet those people and we, we talk a lot on the show here you know if you see a, a a linkedin square or a twitter square walking down the hallway past you go run up to them and give them a big hug and yeah. and and meet those people and don't be nervous and don't be afraid and you know if you see somebody go say hi shake their hand you know tell them to subscribe to teacher cast lots of things that you can certainly do here I got to ask, you've been planning this conference for the last couple of years. And I know you said that you're looking forward to that Tuesday morning. I'm sure I'll be there giving hugs with everybody else. <laughs> but when that race does start, what what does a typical day look like for you? Are you running around calling the shots with your posse or <laughs> you just get a chance to ride around in a golf cart and look at everything or are you... Are, are you at Disney World? Like, what do you do? Yeah. What, what, what does your typical day, what does it start? When does it end? Absolutely. So it usually starts around 5 a.m., just prepping for that day for scripts, the run through, the show run throughs for keynotes, making sure all the details and logistics are taken care of of our featured speakers and any special guests coming that day. Um, and then when we arrive on site, you know, we're always there by six, usually in the, at the OCC. We're opening up doors. We're making sure that every speaker has the right note on the podium. Um, we're making sure that every little detail is taken care of, that all the people who scan at the doors are welcomed each morning and that they have up-to-date information that are, you know, every all our Reg folks get any kind of up-to-date news that's happening. Um, and then throughout the day, I'm, I also lead sessions. So I do have a session with um, a panel of CEOs that I lead. I lead the new session. So I've got some sessions going on. I'm also um, meeting each of our keynotes and making sure that they get on the stage, that they have run-throughs, they're having a good experience and kind of handling them from start to finish. A lot of them do book signings with the meet the author section. So I'll go there and I'll help attendees take pictures. Um, and then in between all of that, I'm checking the rooms to make sure all the speakers are there, that everything's going, you know, swimmingly as far as the technology and the AV, um, checking in with attendees. One of my favorite things to do is to hop down to the hall 
and walk through the hall, help people take pictures at the event, ask them how things are going, ask uh, attendees what's their favorite event so far. That's really one of my favorite things to do. Um, and then we have some experiences that are happening all around. So I'm trying to uh, get corner to corner. I wish I had that golf cart you mentioned, um, but no, at the OCC, it's definitely comfortable shoes because uh, there's three floors on north and three floors on south and then an expo hall in between connecting us. So uh, it's a lot of steps, but I try really hard to stop by the room, see how everything's going all throughout the day. So uh, it's a lot of moving and shaking, but it's also extremely fun. And then once the content's over, usually by 6 p.m., then I go to all the exhibitor parties and all the after-hour events, thank people for coming to the event, you know, check in, see how things are going for their, their groups. Um, we have lots of associations and lots of companies that are hosting events in the evening. And um, Eric Kirks does a great job of keeping a little list of those that everybody can follow and get off of a spreadsheet but you know so it doesn't it doesn't really stop until late the night usually before the next day kicks up so so it's very busy but it's also electrifying it's it's you know it's the most satisfying thing you can do is to see the joy in people who are learning and excited about teaching i i think that's that's the hashtag right now it's electrifying right <laughs> and ten thousand people all under one roof my biggest recommendation for anybody going and, and i'm going to raise my hand because i made this mistake too please make sure that wherever you want to go or especially for presenters wherever you need to be you make sure that you are either in north or <laughs> south jen's shaking her head i'm sure you've been this way too or you you don't realize that you are three minutes from starting your session and you're in the wrong building and <laughs> There's yeah, we try. I worked really hard this year to change all the codes so that the code is C for concurrent, and then the next is either an N or an S, so north or south. So we've got the room in the session description. We've got it in the code. I'm trying to do it in multiple places to help people, but it is a very big building. Um, but that it is helpful. Hopefully, that those codes will help too. Because if, if I remember correctly, the building is a circle. It's not the letter H, right? Like there's no middle. You, you either have to go to the end and make the make the turn or you go to the other. Like, there's no That's cut right. through in the middle, right? No. You Once the expo floor opens, you can cut through the expo floor to go north and south. But the, inter, the first days will only be in the south. When the expo floor opens, you'll be able to go to the north. So the, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we'll be using north. If you're going to the conference this year, we would love to hear from you. We're going to be going. We're going to be doing some recordings. Of course, you can check us out on Friday at 1030 at our uh, at our instructional coaches workshop. But there are so many things from an esports arena, a robotics area by Vex, a the Haddo Techno, uh, Techno Sport Arena, Meet the Author stuff, Startup Pavilion, which I will be at a lot because there's a lot of good things that are happening there. Uh, Pitch Fest is always great. Leadership Roundtables, Expo Halls. Get a bunch of business cards and don't come home with any. Jen, what advice do you have as we wrap up today for anybody who's attending, but then also anybody who wasn't able to make the session? Yeah, that's absolutely true. So for those attending, I'll just say, you know, we've we've talked about a few things. Be intentional and also think about the people who are not there and what you're going to bring back to your school and district because 
the learning doesn't stop when the conference is over. I mean, we, we have year round webinars and year round contacts, but the reality is, is what you bring and you bring back to your classroom and bring back to your other staff and your administrators and your teachers, what you're bringing back and sharing, that's the power. The power begins after the conference is over because really that's the future. The future is the very next day when you get back to the school and how you employ that. So definitely think about the people who aren't there and how, constantly be thinking about what you're gonna use when you get home. For those who can't come this year, um, you definitely follow along on social media. There is so much content. And I will tell you that District Administration is our sister magazine and they are publishing articles every single day. Ed Tech Digest will be there. They're publishing articles every single day. There are podcasters po um, going live. So you can be catching Matthew Joseph and you can be catching the edgy tech guys every single day. They're going live. So there are, I think they interview over 300 speakers or something throughout the event. So you're going to be getting ripe resources, you know, through social media, just as well as if you were at the event and then try to figure out a way to come next year. You know, it, it's a process. We can't always do it the first time, but maybe it's the next year. We'll be back in Orlando in 25. Um, but this year we're working really hard to show appreciation to our attendees, whether it's an open bar reception or offering people lunch. And we really want the education community to know how much we value them. We know it was hard to get there um, and we value this opportunity to learn. And we want you to think of FETC as an experience and one you just can't miss. Jen, I want to say thank you so much for joining us today. I know you're going to have a few things to do between the time we're done recording and when I see you next at the conference. But, but yeah, I'm going to be one of those people that is going to be, you know, seeing you from across the entire conference area and <laughs> screaming and saying hi. So, yes. thank you so much Please for joining us. <laughs> Please do. I appreciate that very much. Thank you so much for letting me share a little bit, and I can't wait to see everybody in Orlando. And I want to agree with that. I can't wait to see over 10,000 people down in Orlando at FETC. Looking forward to it. Again, don't forget that session on Friday at 1030. Looking forward to seeing as many instructional coaches down there as possible. If you want to do me a favor, like and subscribe this show. We are available, of course, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, anywhere that you have your podcasts. And, of course, you can find out more information about this show over at teachercast.net. And that wraps up this first episode of Digital Learning Today. Please join us next week where we have even more information about how you can provide an amazing digital experience in your classrooms. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students. You've been listening to the TeacherCast Educational Network, hosted by Jeff Bradbury. Please reach out to the show with all of your questions on Twitter at TeacherCast or online at www.teachercast.net. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And please take a moment to write a review in the App Store.